Good morning, Super Kicking with Stephen fans. So happy to be here, ready to talk up some Raw and SmackDown. Uh, also, we'll be talking up the passing away of John Huber, formerly known as Mr. Brody Lee in AEW, and also known as Luke Harper in WWE. And he was very big on the indie wrestling scene as well back in the day. So, uh, yeah, ready to talk that up. Uh, hopefully you have a good new year, ready to get 2021 started. We had a, a busy week in wrestling. Um, pretty much today, we'll get into the passing away, of course, of Mr. Brody Lee. I have I've kind of you know given a couple posts here and there, but haven't really got to speak my thoughts on that. So, going to do that today and kind of give you the lowdown on what's happening there. And um, good morning as well. So glad to see a little Facebook post there in the chat. Um, but yeah, we'll start with the passing away of Mr. Brody Lee, uh, John Huber. I'd wondered where he was, uh, you know, in the past couple of months, you know, I thought maybe the first few weeks, it was just kind of selling the injury of what um, the dog collar match did for him in Cody Rhodes. Uh, and then, you know, just kind of let it sit in the back of my mind and not really think too much of it. And then last week, come to find out, he unfortunately passes away and non COVID related, but you know, long issues. He was being treated at the Mayo clinic um, his wife shared a lot of good posts about him and, you know, what he'd gone through. AEW, uh, the people who had to know knew and, you know, had to keep it under wraps just because they didn't want to get out there. And I think that's, you know, the best way for someone to kind of handle that. And uh, it was really tough. You know, you see it and you see the impact he had on wrestlers beyond the ring. And that's where it goes to show that, you know, yes, all the time people, you know, that don't know the wrestling community don't understand what a what a family it is. And I thought you could really tell that in the tribute on Wednesday. And I'll get a little more into that in a minute. But uh, first, you know, just seeing the outpouring of posts about what a man he was and what a dad, uh, you know, we don't really always I think he did keep his private life private and, you know, some guys share that private life with us and girls do and some don't and that's fine. You know, it's just whatever's up to that wrestler or that person. Um, but you know, we really got to see through the wrestlers talking about him, what a dad he was and you know, how he wanted to do this wrestling thing for his family and provide for them. And, you know, just, and I think, you know, guys like Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, uh, just talking about that dad feeling, uh, FTR uh, guys were talking about that. And yes, he was a locker room leader as well. I mean, just kind of, you know, didn't do much um, speaking wise, but kind of showed the right way to do things. And, you know, kind of get into the tribute. You know, I'm going to obviously recap the whole tribute uh, because you could tell from that very beginning, you know, Colt Cabana coming out, the 10 bell salute, uh, Anna Jay and Tay Conte, uh, they it just some of these wrestlers really struggled, but made it through. Um, you know, just with their emotions, it did remind me of the Eddie Guerrero, you know, tribute where guys were just you know almost falling, you know, in the ring and crying. And um, what a loss it is for, like we said, the wrestling community. Um, AEW, of course. I mean, he he really gave new the Dark Order a direction. And, you know, I don't even know where to go with the Dark Order now. You know, the Luke, or, or sorry, Mr. Brody Lee 
really gave them that direction. And it's going to be hard to tell who's going to step up to that. And I thought AEW did a perfect tribute, uh, especially at the end. They put his boots in the ring. Uh, they put a bandana in the ring. And they also, Tony Khan announced that the TNT title, as it is, as you know, that design will be retired. And he gave it to Brody Lee Jr., uh, Mr. Brody Lee's son, as a tribute and gave it, you know, for the family to keep. And, you know, down the road, we could probably do a, a Brody Lee Invitational, Brody Lee Tournament, you know, maybe to, if there's a opening for the TNT champion down the road, I'm going to assume Darby Allen will get a new title. And, you know, it's still going to be the TNT Championship, I believe. But uh, like we said, I you know, looking at the other end of the Dark Order, it's just hard for me to see now. You know, they, they all got to win. Uh, even the last match was put together by Brody Lee Jr. And I think he had a hand in kind of the other matches, but there's dark order members throughout the night, you know, that all won and took care of business and all that. But um, AW also shared just a really touching moment with Brody Lee Jr. and wife, um, Brody Lee's wife, Amanda, Cody Rhodes, and then um, number 10 of the dark order and Tony Khan and, yeah, it's, it's hard to watch because you could just tell the hurt. I mean, uh, I believe Brody Lee Jr. is seven or so, and I think his other, Nolan, is five. So, you know, you have those two young kids, and now you have the wife just trying to pick up the pieces of somebody I believe she was with since age 17. So, you know, and still try to find her way. And uh, AEW really didn't step up, and they even announced that Brody Lee Jr., has signed a contract. <laughs> so when he comes of age, if you know he wants to pursue that, he's got a contract right there. So yeah, just real tough. Um, you know, you can you can type in Brody Lee and Luke Harper, just see all the tributes on Twitter, on Facebook. I'm probably not even doing enough justice right now, but I wanted to at least speak some my speak some thoughts on it and uh just a tough way to start this episode, but um, you know. His impact, you can tell, is definitely beyond the ring. And, you know, I think the next couple weeks, you know, guys will, and girls will work their way through it. And uh, I give a lot of credit to those wrestlers on Wednesday night, though. I mean, that emotion, you could just tell, was there. And the fact that they could pull through and, you know, still give an entertaining night and, you know, fitting tribute. You know, like I said, it was probably as close to, you know, what you expect as you, you know. Would want. I know people complain that WWE didn't do enough, and I think you know that was their choice. You know, they had the wrestlers do their own tributes, and that's fine. And they put out their own video, you know, down the road on Thursday, which you know I think is important. You let AEW do their thing. That's where he was employed. You know, if he was still Luke Harper, and they didn't do a lot for him after seeing the outpouring, of, yeah, then we could talk about that. But right now. You know, I thought, you know, last night Big E gave a good little, you know, promo of uh, using uh, Brody Lee Jr., Nolan, and Amanda's name in his, you know, tribute. And they had the armband. So, yeah, I really think it was important. Thank you so much for watching. See, we got a few viewers tuning in. And uh, let me know your own thoughts on Luke Harper's passing, on Brody Lee's passing, if you haven't, you know, stated that yet. Uh, we'll do a quick break here and just to kind of gather the emotions and you know get into monday night raw and then friday night smackdown and kind of wrap up the show and 
move ahead towards Royal Rumble time. It, it's one of my most favorite times of WWE right now, you know, kind of building up to Royal Rumble. So uh, let's do a little um, plugs right here real quick and uh, uh, get back into it. What is going on, everybody? It's your boy Dan from Black and White Sports and BWSports1.com. I'm here today to fill you in on a little banking advice. I don't know much, but I know somebody who does. Mr. John Wayne Buzzard at First Financial Bank. 317-417-8582. Call John for all your banking essentials. He's really good at banking. 317-417-8582. Call John today and tell him the boys from BWSports1.com sent you. All right, so right back at it. Um, thank you, John Buzzard. Get in touch for all your first, our first banking needs or your banking needs, the first financial bank. There you go. Um, so let's get into Monday Night Raw, and then we'll get into some SmackDown and move right along. So uh, looking at Monday Night Raw, the first, you know, we had Keith Lee out there. We had Sheamus out there. We had Drew McIntyre. Keith Lee and Sheamus were arguing about who's the number one contender. Uh, they just did the match right away. Keith Lee defeated Sheamus to become the number one contender. And so now on Legends Night, this coming week on Raw, uh, a lot of Monday Night Raw legends will be there. Uh, we're going to have Keith Lee, Andrew McIntyre fight for the WWE Championship. I'm going to assume it's going to end some sort of DQ. I think Sheamus will come out there either, or maybe even Braun Strowman. You know, we haven't seen him on TV yet. I don't know what his injury status is, you know, but um, I'm going to assume Sheamus gets involved. I think personally, I'd rather just have Keith Lee eat the loss on his own. I don't think it would hurt him per se. You know, if it was a hard-fought match and there was a clean finish, I think that works better than, you know, we haven't really seen. I mean, Keith Lee did defeat Sheamus, and that's a big win. He defeated Orton. But we haven't seen him, you know, there's been the DQs. There's been no finishes. It's been a, kind of an up-and-down start to, you know, what Keith Lee can do. Um, but like I said, I'm going to assume Sheamus gets involved there. And, you know, I'm going to maybe we'll just have the triple threat match at Royal Rumble. Or, you know, like I said, the four-way, a fatal four-way with, you know, Braun Strowman involved as well. But I would assume Keith Lee, Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre are going to be still involved with the WWE title for the, at least the next month or so. And, you know, heading into Royal Rumble and then Elimina Elimination Chamber will probably get whatever, whoever doesn't win the Royal Rumble and picks their winner will get that match for the Elimination Chamber next month to kind of sort that out. Uh, Grand Metalik. Defeated the Miz, but then later on we come to find out that the Miz was given his Money in the Bank briefcase back because John Morrison technically cashed in the briefcase. And we all know that the rules of the Money in the Bank briefcase is that whoever holds it gets some cash in. So therefore, I was okay with you know the Miz losing. I think usually we have these losses that pile up for the um, the Money in the Bank briefcase hold holder and that person ends up cashing in. I don't, I'm still confused if the Miz will win. I think, you know, ultimately the Miz has come a long way. Uh, I kind of mentioned this on Tuesday and, you know, once again, you just look at the Miz and, you know, people are still are really coming around on the Miz the past few years. And uh, I think, you know, matches with AJ Styles really helped that. And just, you know, you could see the work ethics there. He He's never injured. He's always there does all the publicity stuff, you know, has the reality show, just steps up wherever you need him to. So 
if he got the money in a bank briefcase winner, or sorry, if he cashed in and won the title, I think I would be happy with that and really, you know, excited to see what the Miz could do, especially with the idea that John Morrison, you know, wants to take credit for it too. So, uh, yeah, I'd be really interested to see where they could go with that. Um, Shayna Baszler defeated Dana Brooke. We also saw that Nia Jax is going to announce herself for um, the Royal Rumble. I'm going to assume Shayna does too, probably Dana Brooke, probably Mandy Rose. So um, good win for Shayna Baszler to kind of pick up, you know, where she needs to go. So, uh, yeah, we'll keep moving along with good morning, Dan. Happy to see you. Ready to thank you for joining us. Um, AJ Styles with almost defeated Elias. Um, it seems like AJ's kind of going on a face turn, um, you know, and we still haven't seen almost kind of step into the ring. I'm really curious, you know, will he get revolved with the Royal Rumble? Uh, I just really want to see when exactly he's going to take off and kind of do his own thing. You know, he helps AJ Styles here and there, but we haven't seen what almost, you know, has to offer in the ring yet. So I'm curious to see what will happen there. Um, I would assume AJ Styles kind of gets involved with the, the Royal Rumble as well. Uh, we all remember his debut in 2016. Uh, you talk, that's probably still one of my favorite debuts, you know, ever <laughs> just with the fact that, you know, there was all the rumblings of AJ, you know, possibly being there, but I didn't think that they would debut him at the Royal Rumble. And then they did and, you know, got to face off against Roman Reigns right away. And that, right there kind of showed you where AJ Styles could be. So um, I'm going to assume AJ Styles is in the Royal Rumble. And yeah, Elias still has Jackson Riker with him kind of as this, you know, bodyguard type. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of these type pairings, but, you know, we need to see what they can do. So uh, Musafa Ali defeated Ricochet by submission. Uh, you know, Ricochet, I thought he was going to pull it off. Uh, you know, he still said he's not done. I'm going to assume, like we, like I said before, maybe Royal Rumble, we get the stipulation that Ali and Ricochet, if Ricochet loses, he has to join and, you know, kind of play that up. You know, we've seen that before with people, but I'm going to assume that's where we go. So uh, Retribution, you know, you still, still there treading water. I mean, they keep picking up wins and they keep doing their thing. Uh, now, Reckoning, uh, Mia Yim, didn't lose to... Nikki Cross on main event. So still not sure, you know, if they really want to pull the trigger on reckoning as far as retribution. But for the most part, Slapjack's picked up a win. T-Bar Mace, they, you know, now Ali, they've all kind of gone against, you know, Ricochet and defeated him. And it's like, where does this going? I mean, ultimately, I feel like you have to have Ricochet join and then just kind of, you know, play up that part of that he doesn't want to be there because I don't know where else we're going to go with this. So. Um, Charlotte Flair defeated Nia Jax by DQ. Everybody got involved there. Uh, you know, maybe we'll see Nia and Shayna get one more title shot at it against Asuka and Charlotte Flair. Like I said, many, 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 many times. Ultimately, um, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan need to get these tag team titles because I think they'd be the type that defended across the brands. You know, they could go to NXT and defend it. They can go to, you know, SmackDown and defend it. They can go to Royal Rumble defend it. So, Whatever we need to get Ruby Wright and Liv Morgan the titles, let's just get to that point because that's where we need to go. So, um, And then also we saw the Hurt Business defeat the New Day, Jeff Hardy, Matt Riddle, and an eight-man tag team match. 
just good match here. All guys, you know, stepping up. Cedric Alexander still kind of stepping into that taking the win type deal. And I wonder if that might play a part down the road. But yeah, I really like. I said this has the feel of the Rock with Nation Donna domination. You know where the Rock kind of started really showing himself and taking off and all that. So um, then, of course, we got to the end. Alexa Bliss, you know, calls out Randy Orton. Um, you know, she wants Randy Orton to do what he did to Bray Wyatt, you know, the Fiend. Uh, we haven't seen the Fiend yet. I, I believe we'll probably see the Fiend soonish. <laughs> uh, I'm just curious what will he, it, you have to do something different with him. And I don't know what that will be yet. So I'm really excited about that. Um, Alexa Bliss pours gasoline on the, on the ring and then pours it on herself. And then we end the night with Randy Orton just holding the light, holding the match, and then it ends. And that's one of those things, you know, it did have the attitude error type like cliffhanger, you know, like, oh, I guess I got to tune in next week to see what's going to happen. And, um, you know, people have joked, uh, you almost need to open up with Randy Orton holding the match and all that. But, um, you know, really this storyline, you know, is, is really moving along. And Alexa Bliss has you talk about stepping up. I mean, she really has, and you could tell when Randy Orton's invested and he is, and like, a, you know, whatever we're going to do with the fiend coming up, I think that's going to be the most interesting part of this. You know, how do we bring the fiend back? So really, you know, I, I do my good, bad and ugly. I didn't really have much bad and ugly for raw. And, you know, I think things are moving along. You know, I'd still like to see the tag team division featured more, uh, you know, just really trying to figure out who's, going after the tag team titles, you know, where a guy's position, but um, yeah. So that's Monday night raw do one more little commercial break and then we'll finish up with SmackDown. So uh, let's get you your realty talk in the way and then uh, we'll move along with our day. What is up everybody? It's your boy Dan over at BWSports1.com and black and white sports. And I'm wondering if you're ready to buy or sell that home. Now's the time. And I got just the person for you, Mr. Sean Nugent, a.k.a. Rockstar Realtor himself, 317-503-8322. Put that home on the market. Get into your dream home with this man. Talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today, 317-503-8322. And make sure you tell him the boys over at BWSports1.com sent you. All righty, and welcome back. Definitely get in touch for some realty talk. If you need to get some housing stuff done, go do that. Um, next up, let's finish up with some Friday Night SmackDown. We saw the, the first SmackDown of the new year last night. Uh, we had Kevin Owens out there. We had Roman Reigns out there. We had Jey Uso. Pretty much Kevin Owens won to match with Jey Uso, and he would get it at the end of the night. And, uh, yeah, we had a good match out of those two and kind of saw things. Kevin Owens talking about and Pierce, the backstage – we also, you know, heard Roman Reigns not be up that happy with Adam Pierce. I, I don't know if Adam Pierce is going to step up in any sort of match. You know, he was a wrestler back in the day. You know, does he want to do some sort of match? Just kind of, you know, say that he worked in WWE. I don't know, but uh, I keep thinking, well, who's going to come to the aid of Kevin Owens? Because as we saw tonight, at the end of the night, um, you know, what more can they do? So um, we'll kind of get into that at the end of the night, but. Uh, we, 
I looked at the matches of last night, and man, uh, this might as well have been tag team night because every match was a tag team match. It felt like so. We started with Biggie, Biggie, and Baron Corbin going at it. Sami Zayn comes in, causes DQ. Sami Zayn, King Corbin, and uh, the Lone Knights of the Lone Wolf, um, Steve Cutler and Blake. Leslie Blake were kind of taken out. Um, Big E and then Apollo Cruz comes in there. So then we get a tag team patch, tag team match player, and that was Big E and Apollo Cruz defeating Sami Zayn and King Corbin. Apollo Cruz picks up the win, and we saw why because in, later on in the night, uh, Big E gave a really good short promo that you know gave a nice tribute to Broden Lee and his kids, and he said you know he wants to be a fighting champion, and you know he's going to have an open challenge. And Apollo Cruz said, well. I'm here right here. I'm answering that challenge. So this coming Friday, next Friday, we'll have Big E and Apollo Crews go it for go at it for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Uh, next up, we have the Riot Squad defeating Tamina and Natalia. Of course, the only interest or the big interesting part here was Billy Kay coming out. And at first she was out with Tamina and Natalia, you know, kind of providing her managerial assistance. And then she ran over to the corner riot squad because they were about to win. And she celebrated the riot squad after winning. So, you know, I think Billy Kay as a manager type, I think that really is a good, you know, and she could still do matches here and there, but obviously she can do promos and, you know, she's got a personality. So I think that larger than life personality is great for manager role. And that's where I think she'll be used and be curious if she does kind of, you know, tag along with the right squad, especially if she can maybe get them the tag team title opportunity. I think that would be where we want to go with that. So um, also we saw Bailey and Carmella defeating Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. We had Carmella tapping out Sasha Banks or defeating Sasha Banks. Sorry. Uh, and once again, like we said, we'll get Carmella and Sasha going at it. Uh, I would assume maybe some gimmick match at Royal Rumble. You know, we've seen the wine bottle be involved a few times or maybe a SmackDown in the near future. But uh, speaking of women back, we also saw Sonya Deville back in the backstage area saying that she, you know, not saying anything, sorry, but comment, commenting on Twitter that she is back. Uh, be curious to see how they say that she'll be reinstated because she was off TV for a little bit to kind of deal with personal matters outside the ring. And now she's back on TV. Uh, we had the Street Profits kind of, you know, talking up the New Year's Day stuff. And it was kind of hit or miss, uh, you know, until Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, now known as the Dirty Dogs, which is fine. I love that, you know, they have a name, they have a shirt out, and, you know, they needed something like that. So, um, you know, if they defeat the Street Profits for the titles, I think that would be a good kind of, you know, they'd be their second tag team title reign. And, you know, I think that would be good. I, th I think right now, the street profits can lose the titles and still be of worth if that makes sense. So, uh, and then our final tag team match of the night was Daniel Bryan and Otis defeating Cesaro and Shisuke Nakamura. Uh, I feel like they're really building up Daniel Bryan to win this Royal rumble. And it's going to suck if he doesn't win it. Cause I feel like right now he's probably high on the list. You know, I think Kevin Owens is going to be involved with Roman Reigns at Royal rumble. So, you know, he's not going to do that. I don't think Big E is going to get that, you know, Royal Rumble win. Uh, I think the Royal Rumble win is the only thing left really that, you know, if Daniel Bryan's slowing down, what better way to kind of, you know, get the Royal Rumble win and, um, you know, go on to face Roman Reigns 
at WrestleMania and then slow down, you know, become the full-time dad and part-time wrestler that he wants to be. I know the rumblings are out there that Goldberg will probably be involved. I think you can do Goldberg and Roman without Goldberg winning the Royal Rumble. This, you know, we really need somebody that, you know, can use the win and take it off. So right now, Daniel Bryan's probably that, you know, odds on favorite uh, to win the Royal Rumble just with how they're talking about him up. So, and then finally, we saw Kevin Owens defeat Jey Uso. Um, but then, you know, we we kind of saw Kevin Owens start to really beat down Jey Uso, handcuff him, set him on the table, and Kevin Owens goes to climb up, you know, the little Thunderdome uh, walkways, and Roman Reigns comes out there, and we had a gigantic beatdown of Roman Reigns and Jey Uso on Kevin Owens. So once again, I'm, you know, we're just still trying to figure out, you know, is somebody going to come to Kevin Owens' aid? Uh, is there just a handicap match for the title? You know, maybe that's kind of a way to pull the trigger on Kevin Owens winning the title. If he pins Jey Uso, you know, to for Roman Reigns to lose the title, that still keeps Roman without the title and keeps him protected. So maybe that's where we're headed for Royal Rumble, a handicap match for the Universal Championship at Royal Rumble. That seems to be the, the way it needs to go. And like I said, maybe, you know, Kevin Owens beating Jey Uso, maybe by DQ. So Roman still wins, you know, the title, keeps the title. But right now, yeah, we kind of see where the universal title is going. You know, we have Big E talking up the the Intercontinental Championship. We have the tag team title. So I, I really do think, you know, once again, SmackDown is, you know, proven the right way. And hopefully Raw, I think Raw was better this past week. So hopefully Raw, you know, just kind of builds on the momentum of what they had last week. You know, we'll see with the Legends Night this week. And then, of course, there will be more SmackDown stuff to come out through the week. But uh, that's my Friday Night SmackDown and Monday Night Raw. And hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. Like I said, kind of a a sad start to the beginning with the passing of Brody Lee. But uh, I think, you know, his family will be taken care of. And, you know, his sons, you know, really uh, – Eddie Kingston said it best, you know, as long as he, they remember their dad and his teachings, he'll always be there with them. And I, I thought that was a perfect way to say it. So, yeah, uh, thank you for joining me. Uh, we'll have the AWF kind of back in the running there this week and more, you know, Friday random talks. And just, yeah, thanks for supporting me and enjoying this and just ready to keep the year going along. And, uh, yeah, thank you for watching Super Kicking with Steven.